Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, Bob is Bob Shorey. He's an MCSE at Tab. And he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online this morning, 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC and we will do our best to help you out on this beautiful Saturday morning. Yes, it is music of the night morning here uh, here in uh, Radio Land where Southington's going to have their home marching band performance. So make sure you go out and check out music of the night. If you have not seen a competitive marching band, you don't know what you're missing. Just I'm going to leave it at that. It's a it's an afternoon well worth it. I think the gates open at two. Um, and uh, Southington will go on at 8 p.m., and a bunch of great marching bands will be performing and competing. So check that out today in Southington. So in some technology news, um, you know I'm a big fan of the Pixel, right, Bob? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I love my Pixel, too. works great. It's a Google's flagship phone. Well, they came out with the Pixel 4. It's on its way. And, of course, it's a little faster, a little smaller, a little brighter, a little, you know, a little quicker. Uh, of course, very expensive. And um, big problem. Security problem, Bob. You know how everybody's trying to get those biometrics involved in security, right? So Apple's got the thing where if you look at the phone, it's supposed to unlock the phone because the phone's like, oh, it's Bob. I'm going to unlock you. Well, the ding-dongs at at Google try to put this in place as well, except it doesn't know the difference if your eyes are open or closed, so if you happen to be asleep on the couch and somebody wants to take your phone and put it over your face and unlock it and go check out your text messages to your girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> you're in you, trouble. You should – wait a minute. If you're married, you shouldn't have that girlfriend. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Never put that on your phone. <laughs> I'm going to get hell for that example. <laughs> uh, but the point is, this is the year twenty, almost the year 2020. And you got to tell me that Google would release this, and they are knowingly releasing this with this flaw, that they would release this phone knowing that they can't tell the difference between open eyes and closed eyes in their security feature. Well, my question is, if I walked up to you, Eric, and took a picture of you with my cell phone, yeah. and I put my cell phone with your picture in front of that, your That's cell phone? a potential problem, too, too, I think. <laughs> They're supposed to be able to tell depth and stuff like that, uh, but who knows? Uh, the I don't know. I just can't believe that they would even release a product like this. Well, it'll uh, be a problem when they come up with holographic images. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is, of course, with everybody dealing with Facebook recognition, we're kind of helping Apple, Google, and all these guys get a really good look at us right up to the last minute, right, with these facial recognition bio security features here. So I'm not so sure it's a great idea anyways, but this is ridiculously silly. I mean, well, come on, man. In China, they're tracking people's behavior using facial recognition. 
So my question is, how long before they start doing it here? No kidding. No kidding. And they're doing it in London, too. Mm-hmm. No, there's a lot of cameras in London. So bad news if you're the new Pixel 4, if you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm not going to get it because I want. I like to run my technology as long as I humanly can, right? If my, if my phone is working beautifully as it is, I have no reason to pick up another one. But if you're in the market, um, the Pixel 4, it would be Google's uh, flagship uh, the latest flagship phone, and uh, don't use the facial recognition for security. <laughs> Just turn that off. What else do you got, Bob? Well, under the uh, heading of uh, I can't make this, up, this stuff up. Well, it's you know, government's involved, so you, <laughs> you go ahead here. Yeah, well, they got to save tax dollars somehow. Mm. Okay. U.S. military retires floppy disks used by nuclear weapon systems. Oh, so, okay. So, right, Bob. So, the floppy disks, they probably would be the latest, like the three and a half inch, those solid ones, five and a quarter inch. Those... Nope. Oh, really? Nope. How old are these? What size floppy disks are the, they retiring? The storage setup of an Air Force command and control system finally shakes off the 70s. Oh, my god. Okay, gosh. this is the headline now, okay? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Air Force has finally retired the 8-inch. Eight 8-inch eight Not floppy. five and a quarter, not three and a half. This is mainframe floppy stuff. Floppy disks that could be used in the launching of nuclear missiles oh, from silos goodness. around the country. Uh, yeah, yeah. According to uh, a Thursday report from defense site C4ISRNET, mm-hmm. the archaic strategic Strategic Automated Command and Control System mm-hmm. switched its storage component from the floppy disks to a hop- highly secure solid-state digital storage solution in June, the report said, quoting Lieutenant Colonel Jason Rossi, commander of the Air Force's 595th Strategic Communication Squadron. Mm-hmm. A 60 minutes tour of the U.S. Nuclear Control Center in 2014 gave the public a glimpse behind the curtain of how the defense sector works. It also revealed that in the event that the U.S. president ordered the launch of nuclear war, of a nuclear warhead, mm-hmm. the command would rely on 8-inch floppy disks. <laughs> All right, Bob, pull out the floppy disk. Let's get this and thing fired up. Yeah. a 1970s-era IBM Series 1 mainframe computer. Series 1. Okay. Rossi told C4ISRNET that, I can't pronounce it, so I have mm-hmm. to like spell it out. Yeah. That although the overall computer system is old, yeah. uh, let's say ancient, <laughs> yeah, man. it belongs in the Smithsonian. It's as old as me. Its age <laughs> provides security. You can't hack something that doesn't have an IP address. Well, he's it's right about ve- that. It's a very unique system. Mm-hmm. It's very old and it's very good. I'm sure Rossi we put in nice Chinese solid-state equipment to get everything up to date now. <laughs> <laughs> Super microcomputers with little Chinese chips it's built into them. Before TCP IP. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. we're due for an upgrade. What could go wrong, huh, Bob? Well, the Air Force is reportedly seeking a replacement for the SACCS system, but it hasn't revealed much more information, Rossi told C4 Isarna. Wow. <laughs> but it probably won't have won't be running on Windows. <laughs> mm, really? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past that. But you're probably hopefully they're not running on Windows. If they're running on Windows, it'll probably like be uh, Well the nuclear subs win- are running on Windows XP. That's what I'm saying. That's what they'll probably <laughs> or Windows ninety five. Jeez. Hey, we got clients running their <laughs> yeah, CNCs on Windows 95 because they can't upgrade. I know. All right, Bob, that's some crazy news. In other news, in modern-day technology, uh, so the guys at Tesla and gals made a bit of a rookie mistake. They use something called flash storage. Now, flash storage is not a bad thing for itself. 
However, it could lead to a very expensive repair. So basically, what Tesla's done? Wait, wait a minute. You mean that they relied on storage from uh, like a compact flash card? Compact flash. Well, no. You, that would be a little better than what they actually did do. A compact flash card insinuates that you could remove the card should and, it have a problem. And swap it out. And swap it out. You know, yeah. it's a twenty dollar card, thirty dollar card. If I had a problem, well, the ding dongs at Tesla soldered it on. <laughs> And the problem with flashcards is that when they keep writing data back and forth and back and forth, it affects the ability to write the bits, and eventually it simply fails. Now, this becomes an expensive thing because you literally are taking out the entire module, $1,800 module, um, to uh, fix this problem. For a $20 part. For a $20 part. Now, what can, the, what can happen when this part fails? Well, the big controls, control screens you're using will freeze and go black. Worse... It can't even it can't, it will stop the cars from even charging, which is also a bad thing. If it, if a Tesla that goes dark, it's bricked. It has a little a little backup charge has to keep going. You cannot let your car ever go to zero on a, on a Tesla, or you're in big trouble. So in this case, you have to go ahead and buy it, get an eighteen hundred dollar circuit board, um, and there's no easy fix to do it. So. The folks at uh, Tesla, because they keep adding uh, more and more software to the onboard software, the iOS, as it were, and it writes a bunch of logs. Of course, Tesla likes to know what's going on. The more logging and this little CF card is soldered on. <laughs> so we'll put a link up here. You can read it yourself if you're a Tesla owner. You might have something coming along. Well, I would uh, be willing to bet you that it sends those logs up to some place that collects them because mm-hmm. you know the yeah. cf card capacity isn't that big no, even the biggest ones so it's got to be sending it up somewhere where they're collecting it so they can improve the car well that's that's the thing right the, this is this is why we have issues when it comes to it right when you have computer geeks building a car versus mechanical people building a car you have there's two different groups of folks building this vehicle right so remember Computer people, technology people, are the ones that brought you Y2K, right? They didn't know that we'd end up going and clicking over to the year 2000. They just figured everything was going to stop in the 19s. Yeah, but wait that's a minute. It's not like a computer that's going to go and start have a two in it. They were still building uh, motherboards, computers, with a BIOS that had only the um, six-digit date mm-hmm. instead of the eight digit date mm-hmm. okay yeah i know up until 1996 yeah <laughs> this is my point <laughs> which is four years before y2k yeah i2 it guys we this is why i don't do online banking it guys screw this stuff up all the time true engineers wouldn't be screwing this up when they build a car so when you have your car built by it guys you end up with a problem like this where your your, your eighty thousand dollar tesla doesn't work because of a thirty dollar cf card that can't be removed because they soldered it on fails that's what you get when it guys put a, a car together i'm sorry it's true i'm sorry it guys out there you know i'm right <laughs> you know i'm right all right. Another quick news here. There's a senator out there that's proposing a data privacy bill with some serious punishments. So um, you might have heard that the FTC set a, f- a record fine of YouTube of $170 million, million with an M, million, against YouTube. You know what that's like? It's like lunch money. Um, for their uh, children's online privacy protection, um, they violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. 
And, uh, of course, the FTT also fined Facebook $5 billion over its data privacy violations in July. Who knows if they paid that bill yet. But there's a senator out there, Ron Wyden. He's a Democrat from Oregon who's uh, saying he wants to put out some meaningful uh, penalties for folks who leak our data all over the Internet. And this is the Mind Your Business Act. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like it, actually. It's kind of funny. They should have made it the MYOB Act. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it kind of expands something on Wyden's Consumer Data Protection Act. And what it's going to say here, it's going to impose some taxes and um taxes and penalties on companies uh, when their CEOs lie about privacy practices. And of course, it's going to actually hit you for some serious fines, up to 4% of the company's annual revenue for the first-time offense. So basically, if you are a company like uh, YouTube and you, and you uh, did what you did with the, uh, the, the Children's Protection Act there, instead of being fined $170 million, you would have been hit with a $4.64 billion fine. Now, now, I'm not a big ta- I'm not a big tax and regulation government guy. However, I am sick and tired of our data sitting out there on the cloud being given over uh, to everybody and their brother because the security has not been set up by the same IT guys I just referenced that build the Teslas, right? Uh, so until we put some penalties in them putting out our data the way they have, uh, we're going to find this happening all the time. Now, of course, there is a an association, the Internet Association, it's a lobbying group that represents tech giants like Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft. They have a privacy framework, but does it have any penalties? Uh, let me guess. <laughs> they probably get a reward, a tax break. <laughs> right. So uh, they have no penalties on this. So basically they're trying to get some sort of law passed. Of course, it's going to be something that doesn't uh, impact them at all. So this is a good thing in general. Uh, we need to have these companies pay and pay dearly for releasing our data. They stick it out in the cloud there. They don't. Have, they have ding-dongs putting it out there and, and not setting it up properly. And uh, I'm tired of it. I don't know if you're tired of it, but we're all tired of it. Um, the right to privacy is something that we have expected as an American citizen for a long time. And it, these companies are just blowing it, man, completely blowing it. So... We'll put a link up there for you as well. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines wide open. Feel free to get online on this lovely Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are going to be here till 11 o'clock. Let's get to your calls. The lines are all starting to fill up. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. we got Paul in Litchfield. Hey, Paul. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, regarding Tesla, yeah. I, I, I look into that, and apparently there are only like three private garages in the company that appear to have a better solution than Tesla's. Right. Uh, the closest one to us, I believe, is South Carolina. <laughs> yes, they have an issue they with run, service. They, they are they are run by geeks with grease under their fingernails. These guys build cars. And are also on the tech end of it. So there's and and there's the solution. I it, it took quite a bit of reading to for them to explain how it works. Right. Um, yeah. It's pretty impressive. You know what? I mean, I have always been a fan of Tesla. Yeah. The whole the concept. Sure. <clears throat> but then I started, you know, then you start, you know, getting into the rabbit hole of the links. Mm-hmm. And I would have paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars on a car that has exposed primer on it. Mm. We're not talking under the hood. We're talking on the body panels. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Tesla has a whole issue with quality that needs to be addressed. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Now, I was listening to the repeat last week. Yeah. You guys were talking about electric race cars. Mm, okay, yeah. And Lime Rock, back in the 90s, actually had a, um, a Formula One uh, electric race car called the Delta Wing. No, oh, neat. Um, I have not got, you know, it came up to do some testing and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gotten into whether or not Delta Wing still exists, but the driver, um, Catherine Lagle, uh, who at the time was in her early 20s, is still running today, and she runs for um, uh, Jaguar, has a whole electric race car team. Oh, yeah. Is it Jaguar or Jaguar? <laughs> just kidding. And they have they have the yeah they have their iPace. That's probably what we were talking about again. That I saw. I was just flick, flicking through some channels and I saw this electric iPace race going on. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and and the woman that ran at Lime Rock was Catherine Nagel. Yeah, and she is now their number one driver for Jaguar. Or nice. Jaguar. <laughs> just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> now I got you doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, for, and for those of you that you know think that going around a circle is stupid, you'd rather go in a straight line. Yeah, there's a complete elec- electric uh, drag race series running in this country. Well, they're not running in Northern California, right? The power's out. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, they actually. What happens? They got a hold of Caterpillar. And they came in with some diesel generators. Uh, is that clean enough power? That sine wave is pretty dirty. I bet. All right, guys, have a good day. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, the one thing about charging batteries on generators is it's a little dirty. That power is kind of dirty. Um, Yeah, I mean, you think about the issues of Northern California. Turning off the juice and all those Tesla vehicles, all those electric vehicles just sitting there saying, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to do? I mean, we used we've I found it amazing during the October snowstorm right here, what, back in 2011 now? It's been a bunch of of years since it happened that you couldn't go to a gas station because they didn't have any generators. That blew my mind. They're having power outages in California. Right. On purpose. Yeah, not because of the weather. No, no, because they don't know how to run their system. Well, no, no that's not that's not it either. Yes, it is. Well, that's part of it. It's all of it. it's maintenance. No. Yes, it is. Well, that's regulated. They run their so electric see, company like Venezuela the runs theirs. government only allows them to make a certain amount of money, not mm. enough money to maintain the system. Oh. So they have to shut the... Uh, the lines down. The lines down so they don't have forest fires. But do you know why? It's not to prevent the forest fires. No. Do you know why? I don't know why. It's so they won't be sued if there's a forest well, fire. Well, that's true. Yeah, I think they're covered both ways. But, uh, yeah, Venezuela's electric system is just as good as California, Northern California. So I uh, just can't make that stuff up. In this, we, Again, it's the year 2020, and we shouldn't have that happening. We shouldn't. That's, that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't have a bunch of you know electric cars sitting in garages and they can't go anywhere because the power company hasn't maintained their lines. I laugh, but we're really crying a little inside. I mean, it, it shouldn't happen. It just shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but again, I found it amazing when in, in 2011 when we couldn't get gas because I always figured that gas stations would have uh, generators so that they could make sure that the gas kept flowing. Well, didn't they sign a, some sort of a deal when we had our uh, snowtober? Right, that gas stations had to have a now generator. They now they do because everyone was just as surprised as we all were. Hey, what the heck? Nobody's got generators to pump yeah, gas. Pump <laughs> gas. <laughs> What's going on there? That seems like an oversight a little bit. Uh, so I don't know. Well, the tree, tree huggers probably were happy. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's we're all walking to work um so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock so stick around guys 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC two lines open for you everything we talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com so you can read the stories for yourself uh and uh they're there for you mike g is working feverishly to get it up there live for you guys uh of course you can email us here in the studio at get help at uh tabbing.com and of course if you follow us on facebook 
And now Mark Zuckerberg, who knows where he is as far as uh, if he thinks that if it's worthy or not. What did Mark Zuckerberg say? It's okay. The politicians can say anything they want on Facebook now. Isn't that one of your stories, Bob? Uh, I think I got it in here somewhere. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, yeah. he. Uh... They're not going to police that anymore. They can say whatever they want. Well, so no, if he deems it worthy, it, it'll get into your newsfeed. he said it's okay if politicians lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's actually if they open their mouths, really. So we're going to step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we have two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Can't help you with your CF card and your Tesla, though. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody really can. <laughs> they soldered it on. That's a whole other problem. Let's go on to uh, Rich in New Haven. Hey, Rich. What's up? Hey. How you doing? I got uh, a new Windows uh, 10 64-bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, HP and it's got uh, 60, uh, 16 gigabyte of uh, RAM and a 256 SSD with two kilobyte of uh, disk space. And I'm wondering for photos and music, should I uh, create a folder and just drag it into the uh, the floppy disk instead of using the uh, SSD? Into the floppy disk? Uh, there's no floppy disk well, in that thing. I hope. Well, it's the uh, the CD-ROM. Two terabyte of uh, Oh, two terabyte. You said kilobyte. Okay, two ter- you have a, That's okay. You have a two terabyte standard drive. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's called the D data drive. That's the way they set it up. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. That's what you should do. Yes, that's where you'd put your your pictures. You wouldn't put them on the solid state. So just drag them in there and then create a, a shortcut or something, or yeah, make a folder called uh, Rich's Pictures or whatever you want to do, yep. and uh, then just do a copy and a paste. Don't drag it. Copy and paste it. Okay. Um, that way you've got them still in the original. All of your volatile data, all the stuff you want to store, you should put on that drive. And just save your SSD for your non-volatile data, which is like your applications and your and your uh, operating system, that sort of thing. Okay, and you can and I can uh, copy and paste from the C to the D with that kind of information? Oh, yeah, all day no long. Problem. All right, uh, another question. Windows yeah. Installer, because I've got 32-bit programs yep. in my old 7. Mm-hmm. That don't really work. That won't work on a 64-bit. No, they will work depending on if you have the discs. It depends on how old they are. Yeah, because well, some of them are pretty old, and I already tried, and it doesn't do anything. See, uh, here's the thing: the 64-bit programs, some of them have 32-bit modules that'll run on a 64-bit operating system. Because right. 64-bit will run 32-bit. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that. If it's old and it was designed for a 32-bit operating system, it may have some 16-bit modules mm, that's yeah. built right. into the programming. And right. the 16-bit modules won't run on a 64-bit platform. Yeah. But do I need the Windows installer to, to, to uh, operate those uh, older programs from Windows 7? You'll need the, the software's installer's ability to install the program, yes. So it's really uh, – there's nothing you can do. It all comes from the software you're trying to load. So oh, it'll pick up the Windows installer itself? Yeah, it would have its own installer if it's capable of doing it, and then it'll install the, the program on the machine for you. Yep. Well, well, they're before 64-bit, these, these guys. It's like some, one of them is a, well, is a POM. Yeah, it'll work or it won't work. If, if it's a true. Palm? Did you say it was a POM? Yeah, POM. Well, it's, it's from the old. Uh, uh, the odds are that system. may have some 16-bit yeah, that, uh, programming in it. Yeah. If it's got 16-bit programming, it's not going to. But if it's true 32-bit, yeah. it'll run. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, very good then. Thank you. Yeah, good luck. It sounds like a great system. Now, what else are you going to do with that thing, Richie, as far as the advice we've given in the past? What are you going to do? It's a brand new machine, right? You want to make sure it's set up properly. So you're going to do what? This is a quiz. <laughs> Just going to use it. <laughs> no, you got a lot of work to do. It's not really a lot of work. Proper antivirus, right? Number one. Don't right. use the now, free is stuff. There big, is there, how about, you know, for years I've just used the, uh, the, you know, the Windows stuff that's running out at the end of the year. Not worth it. Uh, Microsoft, again, Microsoft's home antivirus was fine for a while, but it's really like the Fox Garden at Henhouse. They literally released an update of Windows 10 that broke their antivirus. If you can, I can't even make that. I've got a story about it. Don't install Windows 10, 1809, October 15th update. It breaks the antivirus. This is why you can't have Microsoft do both things. They can't be both protect the operating system because they they don't know how to write the operating system right so literally they're going to break it use a i think this one is 1903 on this on here everything works fine beautiful with it it's faster than hell but i'm sure that's great but their their update breaks windows defender so don't use the free stuff go get your own antivirus we recommend webroot all right what else are you going to do have you ever heard of anything else you talked about on the show it's just a quiz yep and and the uh, dns you're gonna you're gonna configure that right Good. Last thing, the most important thing. You got all your data on there, your pictures. Are you still married? No. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to stay married, you make sure you back up those pictures, right? (laughs) (laughs) Back them up. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, Viva Solo here, so uh, life is good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But back up your drive, though, right? Get get an external drive. You're going to spend all this time. I have that now from the other computer. I'm going to bring that. That's what has a lot of the stuff in it. I'm going to bring into this because the other computer, the old one, is just it just couldn't handle it anymore. It's right, seven years old. Right, but back it up. Even though you've got the data in a separate place, go ahead and back it up again. So those are the things you got to do to make sure this thing gives you a nice long life of service for you. Very good, sir. All right, Rich. Thanks. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. You get a brand new machine, and if you don't protect it with antivirus, get configured with OpenDNS and configure the backup. Don't forget strong passwords. Ah, another good exam, another good thing to do. And uh, yeah, and turn on encryption. I should have said that too. Uh, you know, if you use that computer for anything of any kind of with any personal data on it or personal information on it, you should turn on BitLocker. Uh, if it's running Windows 10, it should be available. Um, does the home version have that? I know the Pro does. Uh, Pro does. I wonder Pro if, and Enterprise. Yeah, so home may not offer no. BitLocker. Um, but yeah, strong passwords. You know, make sure it's not a password of password or password one or one two three four five six seven. Or Superman, <laughs> your address. Uh, we're gonna step out for a quick break. Uh, get back to your calls. We have three lines open for you. Feel free to get online on this lovely Saturday morning. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice, so stick around for that. Let's get right to your calls. You're going to go to Bob in Southington next. What's going on, Bob? Hey, how are you this morning? Good, good. You going to Music of the Night today? I'm sorry, is it again? You're going to go to the uh, marching band competition in town? I don't have to go. I, I live close enough where I can lay right here in my house and hear it. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what can I do for you, sir? All right. I, about two weeks ago, Microsoft did an update on my computer. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, when I go in, I go online and check my mail, and I try to go back to my homepage. In fact, it even changed my homepage, but we'll get back to that later. Mm. It goes, this page is expired every stinking time. So when you go back, to, and what's the homepage that you're going to? A Yahoo. 
Why? Well, I'm sorry. Well, I've <laughs> Just kidding. Forever, I'm old and I'm stuck in my way. All okay. right. Well, you're you're going to be due some money. Um, remember that billion user breach, um, yeah. which obviously you're you're part of it because you you use it forever. They owe you some money, about 150 bucks. So it's like going out to dinner on Yahoo for their leaking your information. So keep, go look up that if you get a chance. Yeah, cool, because today's our anniversary. I can use it. There you go. Um, <laughs> what browser are you using, Bob? Uh, you're using the Beach Ball? You're using the little E with the halo? I'm using Internet Explorer. Oh, you're not listening to this show ever, do you, Bob? This is your first I day? I do it every week, but I, you know, I'm not a computer geek. I, you know, if I can get what I want, I'm happy. Yeah, no, I hear you. But um, All right, so something's going on with IE on the page being expired, and oh. According to Bob, he's got a he's got an answer for you. It's a Yahoo problem. <laughs> it's not a, it's not an update of your operating system. It's some sort of it started right after the web, the Microsoft update. I know. We can't blame Microsoft for everything no matter how much we'd like to. Um so what's happened is your browser forgot your password. So then it requires you to log back in every so often. And as a result, since your browser has forgotten your password, it can't log you back in and expires your page. Right. That does seem that does seem plausible. Right now, even every time I want to get to my mail, I have to jump through hoops and put in my password. And well, yeah, they they let everybody's stuff out. You know, they are now trying to really do a little better job of securing things. So what they're doing is they're expiring you. They're not leaving you logged in constantly. Right. And uh, that's a credit to them, <laughs> considering they screwed it up so badly. It's a, little, it's a little late, but uh, it sounds to me like Bob is onto something here. It has nothing to do with the update. It has all to do with Yahoo maybe trying to improve things from what we can see. Um, we also would strongly recommend staying away from IE and using Chrome. Um, that's not a good browser. And stay away from Edge. Stay away from Edge, yeah. Um, Get away from the Edge. Yeah, step back. <laughs> So that's what's going on, Bob. Um, and I would strongly tell you, I mean, Yahoo, yes, you, you, you're going to get some dinner money there, but um, fool me once, right? I mean, I would never use that that uh, mail system. You're kind of crazy. I hope you don't do anything important with it. No, it's just I, I, my club sends me emails every so often, and I get my ration of junk, and I get rid yeah. of the junk. But you have, do you have any kind of online services connected to your Yahoo mailbox? Like Netflix, Amazon, oh, no. your bank, no, no. credit cards. No, 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 no. My right. wife, old fashioned, everything gets paid by check. Gotcha. And you don't use any online services. No. Okay. Well, you're probably safer than than the average no. person then. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it sounds like it's just a a Yahoo issue. So it's I nothing you can you can't fix it. Um, basically, they're expiring you um, because you haven't been on their page, so you have to just re re uh, log in. So what if I go? If I go to uh, oh, if you go to Yahoo Fresh, somebody like that instead of uh, it, IE. no, no, same problem. This is this is Yahoo. This is Yahoo trying to save you from you and from them. They require to log to you to log in more frequently than every eight hours. Right. I have every time I turn the computer on, I have to do it. Sorry. <laughs> Me too. Because it yeah. doesn't know how to manage your cookies. Yeah. Again, you don't want. You almost want this to be the way. These services work. Keeping you yeah, logged why? in all the time is not a safe way to operate. Why did they eliminate, take off my Yahoo homepage and put MSN in its place? Well, that's Microsoft saying that they know better than you. And, and that's a browser hijack, literally. Yeah. Uh, you can change that back. I assume you did, right? 
Yes, I did this morning. Yeah, um, that's just Microsoft. And again, they, that should be illegal. I mean, that's not the way. That's that should be awful. That's awful. This is yeah. not the web page you were looking for. These are not the droids you were looking <laughs> exactly. for. Exactly. You can't go there, Bob. <laughs> oh well. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Sorry, we can't fix that. That's a good thing for you. It is a good thing because you, you Yahoo users need help. Yeah. All <laughs> right. I'll use a different browser and see. I don't know what. It won't make a difference. It shouldn't make a difference. I'll go screaming into the wilderness. Kind of. <laughs> there you go, Bob. <laughs> All right. Have uh, fun. Take care of all of us. Yeah, you too. Screaming into the wilderness with IT. That's pretty much our lives. Um, so, yeah, we're going to post some links up here explaining this. But it looks like Yahoo's trying to lock down a little more um, their stuff. And it's really, it's a good thing. Um, two-factor authentication, right? You want to turn on some of these security features. Although, if you're an Office 365 user on Friday... And between 9 in the morning and noon Eastern Standard Time, you couldn't get to your 365 system in the cloud because the two-factor authentication that you turned on to make your, your Office 365 account more safe was broken. So uh, you would not be allowed to connect. But it is a good thing to turn these security features on. Um, and it's a good thing that Yahoo is going to expire your session after an inactivity period because you do not want to be constantly logged on. That's not how it's supposed to work. Um, especially if you're not using it. It's just in a separate page sitting back there. They're, they're logging you off. That's a good thing. Um, I know you don't believe me, but it is. Uh, we're going to go on to Terry in Holland, Mass. Hey, Terry, what's up? Hi there. Um, I have a, an iPad and an iPhone that I recently upgraded to iOS 13. Okay. How old are the devices? Are they older or younger? Um, the phone is brand new. Oh, okay. Less, less than six months. So nice. The iPad is a couple years old. Okay. But but and once I updated, um, a lot of things got kind of buggy that I wasn't happy with. But mm. my biggest problem is I just took a bunch of pictures on my Canon EOS digital camera, mm-hmm. and it won't download to any of the devices that were upgraded. Um, I happen to have one iPad that wasn't upgraded yet, and I, I tried it there just to make sure I didn't have bad cables, and the the photos downloaded they are fine. So it's probably a Canon problem. Do, is there a, is there an app you're using for the Canon to connect to the um, Apple no. devices? No, no. You know, it, it, I just have a, 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 a telephone cable, or not a telephone, a, a camera cable that goes to the iPad, huh. and then I, I normally I just turn the camera on and everything magically happens. Um, wow. And, and it doesn't. So do do digital cameras need firmware upgrades or something? So, yeah, so the issue with everything as you upgrade it is everything along with it has to go along, too. So it could be that your EOS now is not compatible with the latest Apple iOS. And so, you, yes, you may need to go and update the the Canon um, camera. I suspect that if you do some searches on that particular topic, you'll find that that's the problem. Um, or okay. no one, not enough people have found the bug yet, um, as you have. Yeah, but that I, I is tried the searches and I didn't. I found a lot of problems with the iOS 13 um, release, but mm-hmm. not that one. And then I tried to report a problem to Apple, and it doesn't seem like they're interested in. No, they wouldn't be. Um, Apple's not interested in the third parties. Apple's only interested in Apple. Yeah. So to Microsoft's credit. <laughs> I can't believe I said this. I can't even believe I've used those three words. Uh, they always worked really hard to work with third parties. That The fact that Microsoft has so many problems is because it tries to interface all these printers, all these devices, all these systems, and all those interfaces cause trouble, right? So Microsoft works pretty hard working with third parties. Apple is just cares about Apple. So if you're... Phone, your 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 camera doesn't work. It's really on Canon to update its ability to communicate with that 
operating system. Apple is not going to do anything. They don't care if Canon exists or not. Apple's out for Apple only. Okay, so maybe if I contact Canon, yes. they would be more helpful. They would okay, be much sure. more helpful, and they'll tell you what you have to do or what they're working on to make it work. Okay, great. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome, Terry. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Always the case when you upgrade any application, any operating system. You know, Windows 7 to Windows 10, we're doing a ton of upgrades for our client base. We have a very large client base with many systems to deal with, and a lot of them are trying to finally get rid of the uh, Windows 7 operating system and move to Windows 10. Even though, as most of them are telling us, Windows 7 is working fine, hey, we're just the messenger. This is Microsoft planned obsolescence. Um, but when you do those upgrades on your operating systems, you're – Peripheral devices, whether it's a clinical device for ophthalmology, whether it's a machine shop machine that is mining, you know, in 3D, dealing with um, the CNC communications, whether it's a copier, whether it's a, whatever it is, um, you have to bring along those peripherals, and that can add another layer of expense to your business as you try to perform these upgrades, so that you don't leave yourself open to um, unpatched. Microsoft application. So what's happening in January of 2014 is, uh, no, January 14th, 2020, is that Microsoft's going to stop providing security patches of their Windows 7 operating system. So what that means is the longer you go without patching your Windows 7 or replacing it, I should say, uh, the bad guys are going to leverage or uh, any of the holes that Microsoft hasn't fixed. And those holes may not even be known yet. They could just be sitting there, Microsoft, you know, not going to look at them anymore. And eventually, you know, the bad guys will leverage the hole. They'll trick you into loading a software package that, that takes advantage of that problem. And now you're you're compromised. And that's all because you, you didn't upgrade. Now, some businesses maybe can wait a little bit depending on what you're doing. You know, if you're a catering business or you're, you know, you're making, I don't know, depends on your level of of, of of worry. Um, are you working with financial data? Are you a CPA? Are you a financial planner? I mean, I wouldn't want my financial planner not updating the computers. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't want to work with that company. Uh, I wouldn't want my attorney not doing that. Um, because if the data is breached because you didn't do it, it's negligent. Exactly. Um, so, yes, you can be upset, as we all are at Microsoft, for forcing this down our throats. But um, if you don't do it, you leave yourself more open. So keep that in mind. Um, cyber insurances may also not pay out if you uh, have not um, updated because they're going to be like, well, you left the car unlocked with the keys in it and the thing running. <laughs> of course somebody stole it. So <laughs> you know? correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. Windows 7 has probably had the longest run of any operating system. I don't know. Uh, we used to do our graph here to see how many operating systems were still in play. We should probably look at that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know that at all. It could be true. Um, please consider upgrading. Now, for your home home use, you know, operate at your own use, at your own risk. It's going to either be a security risk for you over time or not. Um, you should you should consider upgrading there too if you do anything of any kind of sensitive nature as far as data goes. Um, but don't just uh, ignore this. Um, there are still Windows XP running out there, and believe it or not, that thing is that operating system has been dead for six years now or something. Um, those systems are very vulnerable to attack. However, there's so few of them that I don't think the bad guys are really targeting that. Um, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We have four lines wide open. I know we've been been uh, absent for the past couple of weeks, so we're here. We're live. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. I'm going to go right to Joe in Rocky Hill. Hey, Joe, what's up? 
Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a, a Samsung 7. Yeah. Um, nice phone, works well. But I keep getting hijacked from Google, I think, or somebody who wants to give me a free prize because I'm the lucky one millionth or one trillionth user. Yeah. And um, All you got to do is enter all your information, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I made the mistake. I did that back in February, but they're not going to get me again. But what's happening is I can no longer go out and use and search Google at all. On your phone? On my phone, because unless I answer the questions and enter all my information, it won't let me surf. Whoa. So I actually have taken Google off, and um, <laughs> I just heard the last call. Unfortunately, I, I using Yahoo, <laughs> which I'm not going to be. Um, oh, man, Joe. Uh, can you hold over through the break so I can get a little more information from you as to what's going on? Yes, sir. All right, we're going to hold you over so that we get a little more information on Joe's. Sounds like a hijack of some kind on his Samsung phone. So hang on, Joe. We're going to talk to you about that. We've got uh, a couple lines open for you. The phones are coming in. Feel free to get online uh, during the news. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And, of course, if you go over to Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the newsworthy and you've liked Tab Computer Systems, it may get into your news feed. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.